0: Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com.
1: Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. me. tingling. 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 tingling.
0: For some trouble. Anybody else's spider sense tingling?
2: Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider Man podcast where we dive into every Spider Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling?
0: Yes, it, it is tingling. And if it says it's tingling, then it then, then tingling is just what it's going to do. And uh, furthermore.
2: <laughs> to listen to this show. <laughs> Find us on dot com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration, and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And you heard them laughing uh, along with me as Derek <laughs> rambled on. Uh, we are joined once again by a guest they're a great friend of mine and they're one of my co-hosts on the novel gaming podcast we are joined by katie katie how's it going
1: uh it's going really well i'm super excited to talk to y'all about whatever we just watched so uh (laughs) glad to be here i was just telling
2: derek before we started recording that these episodes are sort of the, or these segments of this episode or whatever, are the first time I feel like I've kind of subjected somebody to something, <laughs> uh, because I personally found both segments uh, rather confusing <laughs> <laughs> and quite quite a puzzle to uh to figure out. So uh, I I am excited to to talk more about yeah. each one of these and see if maybe maybe the two of you got got a clearer picture than i did
1: (laughs) i'm sure yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: well katie i am very curious to know uh if you or what your what your background with spider-man in general is and if you have any familiarity or background with this show the 1967 spider-man cartoon
1: yeah so i've got uh, zero familiarity besides the memes and the episodes of Listen to Y'all cover uh, with Spider-Man 67. Uh, I feel like I'm more of a casual consumer of Spider-Man stuff. So mm-hmm. I've watched uh, some of the cartoons, uh, like the 90s, the early mid-90s one. Uh, I watched the early 2000s ones that was kind of like CGI animated. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 Um I've done some of the movies, but not all the movies. I think probably I've mostly interacted with Spider-Man through video games. So I remember playing Ooh. uh the X-Men Spider-Man fighting game for Super Nintendo. I had <laughs> it was quality, quality material. Uh nice. I had some games for PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and playstation 4 so i'm like a dabbler uh and your show i feel a little intimidated uh because (laughs) y'all y'all know your stuff and the people you've had uh mostly also know their stuff so uh i'll be the people who accidentally stumble upon this and don't know a whole lot (laughs) uh i'll be your voice today
2: (laughs) you're good the fun thing about 67 is is because we've been trying to get guests for every episode of 67 we've gotten kind of a spectrum Mm -hmm. some folks who've never seen the show before some folks who are like experts in the show and kind of everybody in between um so it's it's like nice to get a range of folks also uh I, I must be fooling you because uh, it sounds like I know a whole lot more than I think I
1: actually do about this stuff. Uh.
2: <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> I think you and I saw Into the Spider Verse together, didn't we? We did.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. That was uh, a good time and a really good movie. So.
2: Yes. Good stuff. <laughs>
1: Lots of good stuff there.
2: Cool. Um, well, that's exciting. I'm glad. I'm glad to have somebody who's who's uh, experiencing this for the first time. Um, yeah. Because I think that's a good good perspective to get. Uh,
0: yeah, for I'll, show I'll be very, I'll be very curious to see. And I think it's, I think it's really interesting for this show because it was the very first Spider-Man cartoon, mm-hmm. so a lot of people watching at the time also knew nothing about Spider-Man <laughs> because he barely it even existed yet. Yeah. So like, yep. it works out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so kind. Yep. Y'all are so kind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've
2: said plenty of times, these episodes aren't hard to find, but they are difficult to acquire legally. <laughs> Um, so if you if you Google about, you can find them. If you would like to own them, you can on DVD, uh, but they are a bit expensive. So you know whatever whatever you feel comfortable with, go ahead and and do.
0: I
1: suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: So the first segment that we were talking about today is from season one, episode seven of Spider Man sixty seven. It's entitled Kilowatt Caper, spelling Caper with a K. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, synopsis per me is Electro escapes prison with a kite <laughs> like you do. So good.
2: Really the the bulk of the episode you really you really <laughs> captured yeah. there. Yeah.
0: That's what that's the, it sparks the rest of the action of the episode, oh, you know. Sparks. It good job. Sparks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unintentional. <laughs> the original air date for this episode was October 21st, 1967. I do kind of for the first time in a while for this show have some fun trivia because uh, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man on TV book that cite a lot of stuff in the 100th episode on had some interesting tidbits about this episode in particular, actually. That might clarify why it's uh, not the best episode of the show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oddly enough, this actually was originally scripted as the first episode of the show on the show's oh. production list. So this was one of the this was like a, one of one of the pilots that they're attempting originally. Hmm. Um, the uh, the Spider-Man on TV book has like a snippet of the script that's like the, a, the draft of it from back in January 1967. So was like a, almost a year before this this even aired. The original version of the script was called "The Man Called Electro," which I think is the same title of the comic that Electro debuts in and amazing Spider-Man number nine. And I think that like this episode, like some of the plot beats were similar, but it all, it was probably, I think it was closer to the comic story as well. I don't know exactly how, cause they didn't like provide the entire script in that book, mm. but that's what they said. So I assume that whatever Electro's plot is in this episode is maybe the same, but then they maybe show a little bit more of his origin and stuff in the original version of the episode. Hmm. Interestingly, it was rejected as the pilot because it was, and I quote, "too slow." Oh my gosh! Um. What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! What are the other episodes? Jeez.
2: (laughs) Yep, not fast. Right, (laughs) I'll tell you that.
0: (laughs) Well, and not even that. uh, There's a a note on the the, the piece of the script that's in the book that says it would have approximately been about 16 minutes long, which these segments are 11 minutes each, so it can be a 22 minute episode. So like, how would that work? Mm -hmm. So obviously it needed like a very heavy reworking. So they halted it then, which is why it did not become the original pilot. It became like the 12th segment that they did. According to the book, like they don't they don't go into more detail about it, but but there were like five different pilots, including this one apparently scripted. This is the only one, as far as I could tell, that actually made it to air in any form, even if heavily rewritten. Which makes <laughs> me wonder, like, were the other pilots that bad? I don't.
2: <laughs> but... That is great to know, though, because when we did watch the first episode of this show, it didn't feel at all like it was meant to be significant as the first episode. It just felt like you could have dropped it anywhere. So good to know that there isn't like an out of order pilot floating around somewhere that we'll get to like in a year.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. So this, yeah, this is the closest thing and it's the way that it was redone. It's obviously not even a pilot because it's basically a sequel to an earlier episode. So, also, I just think this is kind of funny. Like this episode this episode was just like cursed, I guess, because even like the the, the <laughs> script that they wrote for like the next week on Spider-Man promo, which is like you'll hear the audio for at the end of last week's episode of our podcast, um, that script was like totally scrapped and fully rewritten by Stan Lee himself. Because oh he like, disliked it that much. So Yeah. Oh this boy. just wasn't working. Just yeah. wasn't working for him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's wild it's it's uh i would have said this needed a rework not that this was the rework Uh, that's that's wild to know
0: yeah right
1: yeah what those original original version who even knows
2: now i want to know add it to the list of alternate realities i'd like to to visit someday
0: (laughs) it's also so fascinating because i feel like Not even necessarily a criticism, just kind of an observation of this show is that like it often feels very first drafty, like, oh, they clearly rushed this episode out and just didn't really have time to think through it. But at least, you know, for for getting it off the ground, they clearly spent a lot of time trying to to get it right, and then it still ended up like this. So it's sort of it's just really fascinating. Maybe they spent so much time rewriting the original pilot scripts that like by the time it came around they were like, just just finish it and put it (laughs) on screen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I could see that. I could see that. Well, uh, if it wasn't obvious by our discussion and the title, uh, this episode features Electro. It is worth noting that Electro is voiced by Tom Harvey again. It's worth noting because these characters aren't always voiced by the same actors. Uh, But in this case, he is. So Um, and as a reminder, Tom Harvey also voiced Sandman, who we talked about a couple weeks ago.
0: Very different performances. <laughs> yes,
2: very different performances. So let's uh, let's get into what this episode is about. Uh, this segment opens at a federal prison where Electro escapes after enhancing his power with the lightning from a nearby storm. <laughs> <laughs> Using a kite. Uh, yeah. uh, when how? I saw, by the way, <laughs> that he used a kite to escape, I thought he literally used the kite Ooh, in his escape, not just cool. as like an antenna.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. They missed that opportunity.
0: Yeah. Right. Seriously. And also like <laughs> a- already commenting on this stuff, like you haven't even you've had one sentence in the in the uh in, in the synopsis and already just like just tearing this apart. But the <laughs> for a supervillain, how do you they let him, like, have all the materials to oh my build gosh. an entire kite? That's what got me. Himself?
1: He was like, it took me months to get this stuff. How did you get a color-matching <laughs> kite material kit? And then why don't you have glass in your window? Uh, so much. Oh, my.
2: We brought that up a couple weeks ago, too, that yeah. none of these prison windows have glass. <laughs> yeah.
0: They're just open windows. Between that and, like, there's points in this show when Spidey just, like, swings through Jameson's open window. Like, maybe in this universe, there just are no glass windows anywhere. (laughs) Everything's just an open window. That
1: technology doesn't exist yet. (laughs) oh that's right
2: windows didn't
1: exist in the 60s what were we thinking
2: (laughs) well during his escape electro hits spider-man who was at the prison basically to warn of this exact scenario but too late to actually stop electro electro hits him with an enhanced electric shock and mistakes the hero for dead at the bugle jameson hires fires rehires and refires peter for not getting photos of the prison break So when Electro begins to drain the city's power, Betty calls Peter on behalf of Jameson, interrupting Peter's attempts to make a new batch of anti-Electro webbing. Last time, just as a reminder, he used like an asbestos webbing. Uh, So I thought he was doing that, but uh, don't think that's what's happening here. He's just making new webbing. Peter suits up, finds Electro at what he calls a subway station, but what looks explicitly like a power plant, (laughs) um, and they clash. When Spider-Man falls into some sort of turbine, Electro believes him dead yet again uh, and escapes. As Peter finishes his new webbing after that fight, Electro calls Jameson at the Bugle, demands money in exchange for the return of power to the city, and the city actually agrees. So the city agrees to pay Electro, the power is restored, but nobody captures Electro, so he's still sort of just, like, looming, I guess, as, like, the king of New York by holding it and its electricity hostage? Cool.
1: I guess.
0: <laughs> cool. Unclear,
1: right? yeah. Do I have this, the, that, correct? <laughs> yeah. That's what I got, which we can talk more about that yeah, when we're past it, yeah. this, but,
2: oh. Confusing. <laughs> <laughs> So with with Electro looming over the city and believing Spider-Man dead again, Spider-Man begins hatching a plan to defeat him. And so what he does is he shuts the power off to Times Square. This is meant to lure Electro into battle because, again, Electro is in charge of all electricity. So anything going wrong should alert him to something being up. Spider-Man begins to build some sort of trap that isn't revealed to us immediately Um, And he calls Jameson to be a witness to the whole thing. I guess just to rub it in his face. (laughs) So as Jameson shouts from the sidelines at Times Square, Spider-Man and Electro clash a third time. But this time, Spider-Man uses his new webbing as a shield to reverse Electro's electric blasts, uh, basically drop him through a floor, which we can get into, uh, and trap Electro in an electrified web, which of course needs no explanation. (laughs) Uh, and the episode ends with Spider-Man letting the police know that they can't retrieve Electro until the power to the web runs out, I guess. Okay.
1: Uh, well done. I don't
2: know. I I was so confused by so many things happening in this episode. Yeah. So I just need to know if you all felt it's a mess. Also confused and drunk watching this episode. It was
0: I feel like this episode, because I saw it twice. I've like watched a bunch of episodes of the show in a row like a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and had no memory of it once turning back around to watch it again today
2: for our episode. No memory is a bad sign. Yeah,
0: no memory. And I was like, is it because it was really boring? I don't remember. And then I'm like, maybe, but I think it's more that it just didn't really make any sense. And which by this show, like a lot of this show often yeah. doesn't make sense but like in a fun way like in a silly cartoon way this doesn't make any sense as in like i literally don't understand what the plot is most of the time <laughs> for what seems to be a very simple straightforward plot other like what should be a very simple straightforward plot anyway
2: yeah yeah katie were you confused along the way too
1: <laughs> yes and so because this is the first episode i watched of this I was yeah. like, "Is this just what it is? Am I just supposed to suspend disbelief?" <laughs> like, there's so many things. Uh, my notes are a mess and chaotic, much like this episode. Because I was just like, "Appropriate." What the-? Hell is happening. Yeah, because uh, I mean,
0: yes, you should suspend a lot of disbelief for this show. Yeah, but it, it, it they at least like attempt to like in a in a fantastical cartoon way like set you up for what's happening or explain what's happening or, or at least like make it make some semblance of sense even in cartoon logic. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't really do that. Yeah, it's <laughs>
2: usually like. This show is usually like, okay, instead of going from A to B to C to D, we're going to go from A to D to M to Z, but it's still in <laughs> order. You just have to kind of like fill in the pieces in between or just pretend they don't exist. This episode is like, let's go from A to Z to one to ampersand. like <laughs> which is which is not normal for this show. <laughs>
1: uh, it was there's uh there's just so many things that were just. I felt like literally somebody with the most basic common sense should have been able to avoid or do the certain things. So like one of the, the big things was Electro falling through that hole at the end. Like it wasn't a surprise (laughs) that it was there. He literally like saw it happen. And yet he still fell through or like, yeah, Spider-Man when he gets caught in the turbine, he's like, All right, I got to get out of here before I get sucked in. But then he only lifts himself half out. And then he's like, I got one shot. But then he takes two shots. And so I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here? Uh,
2: I think that's one of the big things about this episode is it contradicts itself on screen. Which, you know, sometimes happens on like an old show that isn't like super well written or doesn't go through tons of rewrites. This we know went through a rewrite at least once. (laughs) Um, And it on multiple occasions sort of contradicts or undercuts or oversells something happening in the episode. So Mm -hmm. like that trap, Spider-Man fills, fills Times Square with like webs. They make like a whole sequence of him like (laughs) jumping around, making webs. They like cut to another sequence of him making webs. And he's like, Oh man, this trap. And then he uses like, a web that he seemingly <laughs> weaves like light bulbs into, and you're like, "Ooh, how's that gonna work?" I don't. And then get after it. all of that happens, <laughs> then he goes, "Now it's time to set my trap, or like use my trap." And the trap is a hole in the floor that wasn't even there until he bounced Electro's thing off of his shoe. Like, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. For what? For what? It the was light so bulb, confusing. What was
0: the, going on? <laughs> the light bulb thing made me mad because. <laughs> Because it should have
2: been cool and it wasn't?
0: Yeah, but he even calls it out. He's like, I need a little more juice or something Uh like this. He attaches light bulbs into the web and just uses it in a net of electro. And then, like, nothing different happens? Like, I don't understand... Like, like, like you took the time to animate that and rate the lines from calling it out <laughs> for it to do nothing. And at that point, we don't I don't think we even really know exactly what his new webbing is supposed to be. I mean, no. we don't really by the end of it exactly, but we no. at least like get the idea that it's electrified somehow um, or absorbs electricity, I guess. Conducts but, like, electricity, perhaps.
2: Yeah. Reflects
0: electricity. I don't know yeah. <laughs> which one is it. <laughs> like I, the implication that I got, and I had to make logical leaps to make it work because they don't Huge. explain it at all. Is I be, given the the battery will drain. Wait till the battery drains. Thing that Spidey says or puts <laughs> on a sign for some reason. Um, I think he's I, trying to tell us something oh, with a yeah, massive billboard filled with words. <laughs>
1: it's so good. The police are so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it,
0: Yeah, but that gave me the impression that, like, his webbing is, like, absorbing the electricity from Electro somehow, or I guess conducting it and sending it somewhere else. I don't know. See, that's what I
2: thought the light bulb web was supposed to do. Like, I was thinking in the year 2021, I guess, and not 1967, maybe, where, like, we've seen all sorts of weird, like, superhero concoction things. I figured, like, oh, he attached a bunch of light bulbs to it, so it's going to, like... He's going to use that to, like, suck Electro's electricity out because the the light bulbs will pull it away from him. Like, I don't know. That's what I thought was going on. And then Electro just gets up. He just gets up.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It's so weird. That whole sequence is just a mess. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I feel like that's, Doug, what you were talking about. it Maybe not sucking the electricity because they sucked on that uh on the billboard it said when it the sign goes out then it's safe to touch him yeah so i feel like it probably is conducting taking the electricity gently from uh electro and then pushing it into that sign and then when the light bulbs Mm. go out electro's juice is gone and you can safely arrest him but also he's not like that tangled up in the web so
2: (laughs) yeah did did spider-man just like paralyze him yeah (laughs) Like what?
1: <laughs> yeah. How is he just oh, gonna stay there? Because I feel like he can move. Yeah. I don't yeah.
2: know.
1: It wasn't the <laughs> best. So many trap. questions. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that wasn't the trap. Remember, the hole oh, was right. the trap.
1: The hole was the trap. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <Good> God, <laughs> <this episode.
0: laughs> it's like I never. I don't want to nitpick this show, but like. But I want to episode... nitpick this segment. This this segment just makes it like you like demands you to do that because it's because you, you're like required to think about it to not feel like it's a fever dream. And then you think about it too yeah. much and then it's like none of it makes sense.
2: Well, and I think anybody who listens to us knows that if we're gonna nitpick something this hard, like it was a fever dream. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't normally Like Uh, we're not ready, like jumping at the opportunity to to pick something apart. But yeah, this sort of invites it. Mm
1: -hmm. Things around the trap that I really enjoyed was Spider-Man flipping the switch that's easily accessible and just kind of out in the open to turn off the electricity in Times Square. Uh, (laughs) That was pretty fun. Uh, Yeah,
2: just go through the open window with no glass. (laughs)
1: And just flip the one switch uh, for the whole yeah. power grid. It says yeah. Times
2: Square right on yeah. it, so you'll know exactly which one to hit. Very
1: clear. Uh, I, love that. I also really love that he called Jameson, and that Jameson was sleeping in bed like a like a little cute angry man. And then <laughs> I was surprised that he didn't have chest hair. I was Jameson. Yeah, I feel like he should have yeah. chest yeah, hair. He
2: should. Absolutely. You, you are on the right show. <laughs>
0: It's wild how often that comes up.
2: Well, this is a common complaint. Not nearly enough chest hair on nearly enough characters. Mm-hmm. This is this is a conversation we have frequently. So welcome to the correct show.
0: It was 1967, dude. Like that, that stuff was, well, I guess maybe it was more all the rage like in more of the 70s. But it was like on the verge of coming back. So John, J. Jonah Jameson could have been like a sex symbol in a few years. With 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 the chest hair that he absolutely should have. Yeah,
1: definitely. With that stash and that hair, there's no way he didn't have chest hair.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the power plant earlier, or whatever it was. I think it was supposed to be a power plant, right? And like I I love the design of it because it's it's such a bizarre design for the building, because it's like in the middle of this vast desert. And (laughs) It's, like, bright colors, and there's all these, like, silos and towers in it. And I think there's, like, a a water tower inside of, like, atop the power plant, and it's all pink and purple. It's great.
1: <laughs> I was very yeah. confused by the settings uh, and where we yep. were supposed to be, unless we were in the, uh, like, Daily Bugle office area. That one I was clear on, but everything else I was like, where are we supposed to be exactly? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, and again, this this episode directly contradicts itself because he calls that building in the middle of nowhere with silos and obvious power plant machinery. He calls it the Midtown train station.
0: <laughs> but it definitely says the words power plant on the building at least in one shot.
2: <laughs> so, but what's weird is though, it's it's not like they animated or or made this episode and then like redid it, chopped it up and rearranged it, right? Like that's not what right. we got from the production notes. It's that they had an original draft that was 16 minutes and they knew right off the bat they needed to rework it. So like mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> it's so weird. It's, a bizarre it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth noting that this is the first time we've seen a repeat villain, I think on the show, right? This is the first return hmm. of a villain.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. In the first episode, so I potentially missed this if he tweeted it out, uh, did Electro have such a cool headpiece in that first appearance of him? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, we didn't tweet it out because for some weird reason, like we didn't tweet out a picture of Electro specifically, I don't think, because what's weird about that first episode, and our guest clocked this, they like almost never show Electro's face head on.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Which is really strange, but he did have that mask. Hmm. Yeah. so I don't yeah it's much much more featured in this episode uh, than in that first one yeah
1: Yeah. it was a pretty cool costume I enjoyed I enjoyed it It felt very like Drag King uh, performance (laughs)
2: ooh (laughs) Electro Drag King (gasps) oh my gosh Derek Electro Drag King dancing to dubstep Electro Remix from Amazing Spider-Man 2
0: (laughs) inspired <laughs> oh, That's beautiful.
2: Oh, uh, we're on to something here.
0: So many comic book, comic book villains, and especially Spider-Man villains, like could be such great Drag King mm-hmm. costumes yeah. too.
2: It's weird too because I feel like I see a lot of drag queens that do like superhero mm-hmm. cosplay, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I've run into nearly as many or any. Not that I'm like the most familiar necessarily with like the Drag King scene, but I feel like I don't see that nearly as much. Yeah, if at all
1: yeah well i feel like the scene is much harder to yeah. find it doesn't have the same sort of platform so there probably are that do like mm-hmm. superhero villainy type stuff but yeah probably not where well definitely not where i live unfortunately
2: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well any other uh stray thoughts on this episode or, or this segment of this episode
1: I really liked the finger guns from Electro. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was fun Uh, and very cool and very strong, very strong finger guns. And the line uh, (laughs) that Spider Man delivers. Don't overcharge yourself, Glitterpuss. I was like, these yeah, are such what? great lines. <laughs> so many good things are said during this episode. Uh, Glitter-puss, Glitterpuss is the best.
0: <laughs> I want to adopt that into my like common lingo. <laughs> Glitterpuss. That Glitter-puss. could be the drag
1: king name for uh, whoever yeah! takes oh
2: up this. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>
1: whoever does this, just let us know. Amazing. I'll gladly come to a show.
2: I mean, honestly, like, we just might have to make it happen. Like, I yeah. might just need to do it. I might need Ooh, to be Glitter Puss. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: The only other thing I definitely want to mention because it was, well, I guess two things. One, when Electro is calling Jameson, how he, he's like perched up with his. Legs cross yes. so, like, amazingly on um, the telephone it's line. It's so, it's so cute. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So awesome.
2: There are good, like, moments for Electro in this episode for sure. Like, he, they do fun things with him mm-hmm. uh, outside of, you know, n- nothing making sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh And then the last thing was, so the plot of Electro taking all the electricity and holding it hostage until people pay him, that's literally what companies do. So I was like, is this some sort of (laughs) meta critique of uh, utility companies and how it's like evil to charge people for things that should be free or like easily accessible. So I was like, if that's true, that's cool. If it's not, I'm going to read it that way anyway.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, is it?
0: <laughs> it is now? Yeah, I'm. F- I'm fine with saying that. That's that's what this episode means.
2: So this is my favorite segment of the show so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have a whole lot of notes for this one either, but I did. I know you called it out in the synopsis, but I I did really love the uh, the rapid fire like Jameson hiring and firing rehiring <laughs> Peter o- over again with him and Betty. It's 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 funny because it's so, yeah you know, like it doesn't matter like it doesn't have it's just totally just for comic relief, but it's so funny and kind of unexpected. Um, it's I'd like a it.
2: classic joke too. It's like a great reference of the like. You can't fire him, he's freelance. <laughs> I
0: love that. Exactly. Yeah, actually all of my remaining notes are all Jameson related because they also like that he apparently has just like when when the power goes out and it's dark in the Daily Bugle, he apparently has just like this epic fall like completely off screen like you always see <laughs> oh, yeah. that his reaction to it and his yell and his scream. It's great. <laughs> <Move> the furniture. <laughs> um it's good and I also like I know you mentioned it earlier with him sort of just like freaking out like being around the spider-man electro fight and like the cop that's with him like <laughs> I have no love for cops but I love that one cop there because Jameson's just yelling at him like arrest him arrest him and the cop's just like I'm just gonna watch this fight this I'm not I'm not gonna get <laughs> <of> this dude <laughs> it's not happening
2: <laughs> yeah that officer showed up for the, the show that spider-man was selling the right. fireworks show of the century
0: like, I'm not here to do anything. Yeah. I was like, is this
1: also a commentary on cops on how they're not useful? And I was like, is Spider-Man my new favorite show? Uh... Yeah.
0: I think so. Can't believe that it was this segment that <laughs> you, sold, sold you on it, but alright.
1: I had fun watching. Look,
0: we it. haven't pulled out such great social
2: commentary from any other segments, okay?
1: It's yeah. a good point. <laughs> Did you have any uh, other notes or thoughts, Doug?
2: No, I mean the only other things I had were things that you all had sort of called out. With just like Electro's mannerisms and behavior were really fun, <laughs> like that, especially that phone call he made, and when he sends the electricity through the line and like shoots static at Jameson oh, yeah. through the phone, stuff like that. So it's <laughs> good. Yeah, he's 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 uh, Electro is is extra, and it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, there's stuff. There's fun stuff in this episode. It's just a mess. Yeah. yeah. I had fun watching it. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I don't think it's memorable, but it's not, it's not boring. It's just confusing (laughs) and apparently extremely (laughs) political too.
2: Yeah, well now I'm never going to forget it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, let's, get, let's, let's do some of these faces of the episode we've got for this. We've got a couple of them, um, one from each of us, but both of them are Electro because he has a lot of very good faces. Yeah,
2: got to make up for his last episode where he had no good faces. <laughs>
0: right. I really love the, the face that he makes when he unveils his new kite that he's going to use <laughs> to escape. Um, it's just like he's so pleased. <laughs> it's also another like bedroom eyes face, which i have <laughs> a lot of in this show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, baby, look at what I got. Yeah.
1: Look at this
2: kite. <laughs> Want to see me fly it? Ooh,
1: turn you on with it.
2: Huh? <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> maybe, maybe he actually, because he has his costume in the cell. Maybe in a more realistic version of this, he makes the kite out of his own costume mm. and like metal that he strips from the cell.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I so mean, he would actually... then have
2: to escape half naked, but you know, we're not mad at it. Yeah.
0: It would match the face that he's making right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: The face I grabbed really is more I mean he is making this is, again, Electra, you said, uh, is making a ridiculous face, but the reason I pulled it is the mask like katie you commented on on the cool mask design mm-hmm. this show n- never has consistent models so it's not a surprise <laughs> that this is wildly off model in big quotes but the mask is outrageous <laughs> for the the times square fight like <laughs> it is all over i don't know what's happening uh it's defying all physics uh and i'm very here for
0: it yeah and he has like he has irises suddenly oh my gosh too. like his eyes are so different and <laughs> and i don't know if it's a difference between your computer and mine but even the coloring looks off like it looks different in this yeah than like other electro shots
2: no i i, I think it, that's just yeah it's just like a different color palette mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some reason <laughs> oh but yeah i think i think uh i think kind of like nailed this one it's sort of nonsensical but it's still kind of fun
0: yeah yeah sure. Which I feel like is like this show in a nutshell. Like even at its best, sometimes this is, is yeah. not kind of nonsensical, but always fun. You know, yeah. Um, this is just like a little more on the nonsensical scale than we're yeah. know, used to so far.
2: There's usually a plot you can follow. <laughs> usually,
0: <laughs> this one not so much. What about this next one, though? <laughs> oh my! Oh my! What a pair. Um, um, pumped to talk about this episode Me too
2: hello amazing friends we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular and up patrons bo eric steve carl katie mike and lillian
0: if you would like to support our show too our way of saying thanks is by giving you lots of cool spidey goodies You'll have early access to all our episodes, including our AMAs, where we answer your burning questions about anything and everything. And we mean everything.
2: If you join us at our $5 Spectacular level, you get to hear us let loose and talk about wackier stuff in our After Dark commentaries or our movie commentaries, where we watch every single Spidey-related theatrical film from the Raimi films to Amazing Spider-Man to Spider-Verse, Venom, Avengers Endgame, and more.
0: And at our amazing tier, we'll invite you to be a guest on our show. That's right, you. You. You all make our show
2: better, whether it's by sending us Word Snappers words, making us fan art, joining our Discord community, or just listening to us every week. This is our way of saying thank you for supporting this show and inspiring us to dip into media even we didn't realize was on our radar.
0: Whatever tier you opt into, thank you so much. Whether you're an avid listener or just stopping by, we appreciate you. From your friendly neighborhood podcasters, thank you. This is this is the second segment of uh, of episode seven entitled "The Peril of Paraffino." The synopsis, per me, is wax museums are bad. Actually,
2: <laughs> beautiful. Uh... <laughs> Well, the character highlighted in this episode is actually kind of fascinating because it's a character, as I understand it, created for this show. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely, that's not. I was going to ask that,
2: but (laughs) but not. But it's a. It's the reason I pointed out is because it's created for the show and then never is used anywhere else. But could have been like I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, it would have needed some sorting out. But you know, some comics get sort of creepy and scary and. They could have done a a creepier scarier version of this uh that i i would have liked (laughs) but yeah uh made for the show a character named parafino and parafino is voiced by len carlson len carlson voiced senator robert kelly who was the anti-mutant presidential candidate in the 90s x-men cartoon he also voiced swamp thing in the very short-lived animated swamp thing cartoon from 1991 he voiced Captain Nemo and every other male character in a cartoon called The Undersea Adventures of Captain Nemo. Oh, shoot. Wow. <laughs> so Yikes. I think there were two voice actors on that show, him and <laughs> uh, a woman who who voiced everybody else.
0: <laughs> Way to save cash. Just like hire, like here's... T- uh-huh. T- yeah all right just you know just split it into <laughs> into binary genders and yep. cast it that way there you go that that's
2: exactly <laughs> and he provided the the majority of voices i'm guessing same situation probably every male character on an australian cartoon called the toothbrush family oh, which was apparently God. created to encourage proper dental hygiene in children
1: makes sense hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cool
2: He did also provide voices for series we've previously mentioned on our show, such as Care Bears, The Raccoons, ALF, The Animated Series, The Busy World of Richard Scarry, and Beyblade.
1: (laughs) Wow. Quite the resume. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I love the Beyblade drop because typically our, typically, not always, but typically, uh, if one of our voice actors has done anime, they've done, like, a big chunk of anime in addition to other things. It's rare we get somebody who's just done, like, an anime show once or twice <laughs> yeah
0: well and he must have <laughs> been working for a long time then because this is we rarely run into like a 67 person who's still working on this, on stuff into the 2000s because Beyblade was Beyblade was definitely like 2003 or something I feel like
2: he must have been like relatively young on this show or yeah I guess just pretty old I guess both <laughs> right yeah. he would have been relatively young on this show and relatively old on Beyblade wild <laughs>
0: Good for him. Yeah. I mean, unless
2: he had, I, I guess I'm thinking, I mean, unless he had a, no, no, I was going to say, unless he had a kid named Len Carlson, but no, this was all under the
0: same person. I mean,
2: this was his credit for sure.
0: Paul Souls only like literally just died. So like, it makes yeah, sense. It's just true. still surprising because usually they've retired by the time the 2000s rolled around. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this segment, uh, this segment opens with another prison break. This time carried out by a prisoner named Red Dog Melvin, who is not the main antagonist of Uh, this episode. Such a good
1: name, though. Such a
2: great, great name. (laughs) So Red Dog Melvin hides out in a wax museum and is turned into a wax sculpture by a man named Parafino. Uh, And Paraffino says he does this so that he can use Red Dog Melvin as bait to get Spider-Man to the museum so that he can turn Spider-Man into a wax sculpture. Which is a very normal mm-hmm. villain plan. Mm-hmm. Because once he does this, his plan after that is literally just to have Spider Man as a wax sculpture. And be famous for it.
0: <laughs> I like mean, he's his on whole the f- plan. He's on the front page of the paper later for like his black sculpture yeah. of a, like a recently escaped like like convict, like that I assume as a murderer, <laughs> given how dangerous he's treated and everybody. And he's literally on the front page of the paper, so like seems like it's working for him. <laughs> I guess.
2: <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, I just want to have the greatest wax museum of all time, okay? And I'm willing to do literally anything to get that, okay?
1: It's also just really weird because like later when you see more of the wax statues, it's like spooky stuff. But then you want Spider-Man? <laughs> it's who's not, not celebrities, not yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very confusing about what the theme was. <laughs>
2: Well, at the Daily Bugle, Peter is berated by Jameson for not sleeping enough because teenagers don't sleep enough, I guess. <laughs> sure. And learn, and Peter learns about uh, the new Red Dog Melvin wax sculpture, like Derek, you were saying on the front page, this, this new <laughs> criminal wax sculpture at Parafino's Wax Museum. So naturally, he suits up and investigates. At the museum, Spider-Man is met by Parafino, who reveals his sculptures are... Actually, people in suspended animation coated in wax and not wax sculptures. Another confusing point, given, Katie, them, what you referenced maybe. about the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Spider-Man is attacked by an actual wax sculpture self-portrait of Parafino that for some reason can also move, <laughs> Spidey jumps right onto a pedestal with his name on it that Parafino laced with wax glue. So Spider-Man is now stuck on a pedestal where presumably he will be turned into a wax sculpture. When Jameson learns that Peter went to the museum to investigate, he sends Betty after him because, as Jameson says, Peter's not a reporter. He's a photographer. <laughs> so I'll send <sighs> you, Betty. Yep. <laughs> My secretary, who is neither a
0: reporter nor a photographer. Yeah, totally your job. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Betty so arrives. She's, she's just very proactive and protective <laughs> yeah. of, the, of the Daily Bugle employees. Yeah, One yeah. Power to her. <laughs>
2: So when Betty arrives, she is met by Parafino. Fortunately, because she talks just so darn much because women be talking, am I right? Uh, Parafino is distracted long enough for Spider-Man to escape using a lamp and a neato spinning web trick. Uh, It should be noted, Katie, that there is another episode that makes a women be talking too much joke. So this is a thing that this show just really loves to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to actually, I was going to ask you, Katie, because like in the other episode... It's like they, they call it out where Peter's like, Oh my god, this woman talks so much. In this one, at the very least, they don't like call it out. So I'm wondering, like, when you were watching it, were you just did you think that it was like a comment on how women talk so much, which it definitely is. Did you but did you feel like that that's what it was when you were watching it without that context? Um, or was it did it seem more like it was just like
2: part of, of the cat. flow of the yeah. episode?
1: Yeah. So I did have the context because I listened to your uh, episode oh, mm, around that, okay. um, so I can't <laughs> I can't speak <laughs> fully, but I did. Uh, so I watched this episode a couple times and uh, twice. And the first time I watched it, I I guess I didn't catch every line that was said because I only realized in the second watch through right before we started recording that Spider Man after Betty Knox is like, I hope that guest is long winded, and then. I was like, hmm, interesting that it's yep. the like one woman. And then as she's yeah. talking, being long-winded, Parafino literally like puts his hand over her mouth uh, to like stop yep. her. So I was like, uh, okay. It's not maybe it's not as explicit as verbally as the the previous one, but I felt like it was still pretty pretty easy to see.
0: Yeah. Cool. I thought so. I was just curious. I mean the the, the image of him Putting his hand over uh. her mouth is, like, really creepy. Like, yeah. that, like, felt really visceral to me. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't like it. The show needs to stop making that joke uh, and never have made it ever. <laughs>
1: <It'd be nice>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so Spider-Man and Parafino clash, uh, during which Betty is trapped against a wall with a big glob of wax. Spider-Man ultimately comes out on top when he uses his webbing to turn the temperature of a vat full of wax all the way up, which heats the room and melts Parafino, which reveals that Parafino was actually the wax sculpture self-portrait all along, which does not answer any of my questions.
1: (laughs) Magic wax.
2: I know. So after Betty escapes to call the police, Parafino is grabbed by the sculpture of Red Dog Melvin, who I guess (laughs) melted also? Yeah. Which allows Spider-Man to web them both up. The episode ends with Betty delivering a note to Jameson, explaining that Peter is taking time off for a nap because, as Jameson said, teenagers don't sleep enough. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) The very first thing I want to do... I just want to figure out with you all how Parafino uh, works. What are Parafino's powers? Cuz it's clear he has them, but it is unclear exactly what they are. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have thought about this because my take my take is that so he just I think he is I think he his power, if he has power or whatever scientific thing breakthrough that he's made. I think it's just twofold. He can make wax that puts puts you in suspended animation, and mm-hmm. he can also make wax that he controls and and that, that can do his bidding, which he says he says as much. It's unclear because it seems like they're the same thing, but I think it's just those two different things. So he's able to put like people like Red Dog Melvin and his an attempted Spider Man in suspended animation with his like magic wax. He also created a paraffino wax stand-in to do his bidding that could basically like take the hits while he himself i guess just stood on a pedestal (laughs) frozen and was just comfortable not moving Mm -hmm, for days mm -hmm. at a time for this for this complicated plan except for the few times that he like throws wax at at spider-man just to throw everyone off his game because he's just that fucker like that's just him (laughs) katie did you have the same read on his powers
1: (laughs) yeah i mean isn't it super clear (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah but, uh, silly
2: me
1: <laughs> uh, yes i was i i yes those two things <laughs> but i still don't again like normally i feel like they try and do some sort of like more grounded rather than just is just magic like here's how we made this wax that does this thing or sure. I you know Whatever, Here's the whatever.
2: accident that turned you into a wax man,
1: right? Um, <laughs> but I was just so I, when it melted and there was nothing in there, like not even like a, put in a little Bones. electronic thing or whatever, yeah. right? To like make it <laughs> seem like there was some sort of thing that could actually control or move it, unless Parafino is sure. actually just magic and can do stuff with wax instead of the wax being magic. I don't know. What do you think?
2: See, I think, I. so I will say, like, I like Parafino as a villain, I mm-hmm. think because I feel like there's a lot of potential there. Like, I don't necessarily like his plan, although I maybe I do like his plan. I kind of, as much as I made fun of it, it is kind of funny that, like, his plan as a supervillain is just to have the best wax museum and make yeah. a lot of money on that. I also, I I really think he could be a super creepy villain if his mm-hmm. power, which I kind of thought was like, okay, so he can animate wax. It's not necessarily like magic wax or like he is wax or anything like that. Sure. Um, he can like animate it. And I just, I figured like maybe the suspended animation was more of just like a horror situation of like, if he can animate the wax, he can basically like just like freeze you in place with this thin coating of wax that he says because he's animated it. Um, it would require like your body to not be able to melt that wax, but you know, we could take some liberties here. He's a 1960s (laughs) supervillain. Um, so I actually kind of dig it. I would, I really would love to see more spoiler alert. We will. Um, (laughs) but I would love to see it in a, in a property that isn't necessarily the sixties cartoon because I just feel like you could do really creepy stuff with it. So I just assumed it was like he can animate wax, which to me was creepy enough. But the whole suspended animation thing where he says like, my sculptures are just people that are in suspended animation and they have a thin coating of wax. (laughs) Like that was weird. And there's only one other sculpture that is... That, unless all the monsters, okay, unless all the monsters are people in costumes.
0: (laughs) But that's what makes me, because that's such a missed opportunity of this episode. Because I do, I like this episode a lot, like, in concept and some aspects of it. I think this, even as a 1967 show episode, I think could have been a really fun, like, cartoon horror sort of homage thing yeah and it's such a missed opportunity that they show all those Mm -hmm. universal movie monster lap sculptures that never come to life and attack and do anything it would have been so easy and fun to do
2: yeah i know i can see how this would work as a 60s cartoon homage to to horror movies i also could see how the same episode could work as like a live action single episode of television where like it's it's they sort of do the like reveal at the end where it's like oh i saw them moving and i thought they were monsters or i thought the the wax sculptures were coming to life and then it turns out they're actually they're moving because they're people underneath and the wax started to melt or something like you could do really silly stuff with it but yeah they do nothing with those sculptures Mm -hmm. ah
1: (laughs) yeah i really like this I mean, I liked both of the episodes. It's just so wild. But I really like that concept of like an evil wax museum owner. Because Doug, you, <laughs> you hit it, right? Like wax museums are kind of creepy. And they're normally, normally, I've been to one wax museum. So I'm going to take that as a blanket Ooh. statement for the rest. I feel like there I've is normally like a horror section uh, where they have like movie monsters or like spooky alien type stuff happening based on my one time in a wax museum <laughs> so i do feel like it's got all the elements that would make for a really cool series of episodes or series of villains made up of wax so i'm sad oh to hear that gosh. this this paraffino doesn't show up any other time uh because he is so silly
2: well i think he will i think he'll show up at least one more time
1: okay In
0: this show, but he never shows up outside. Oh, not in
1: any other property. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Dang. Would have been cool. Uh, Derek, have you been to a wax museum? I have walked by, what is it, Madame Madame Toussaint's or Toussaint's? Toussaint's The ultimate. Or Toussaint's. I've walked by it before, but I've never been, I've never actually gone inside of it. Well, so no. (laughs) Maybe that
2: makes you the expert on wax museums here. So. We, we can only trust. Yeah, your yeah. Expertise.
1: So what I say is true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask, and it makes sense in the context of uh, the show. Isn't it? We- wouldn't it be weird to have a, a wax museum figure, a wax figure of a current criminal?
0: Uh, yes, that's what like, I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> and they put it on the front page yeah, of the paper.
1: That seems like, <laughs> like not the right. Not the right move if you want to make a bunch of money. Uh, but
0: it's clearly working for him. The, the, the media is eating yeah. it up, apparently. Yeah.
2: I mean, unless that was your thing, right? Like, it would be a fucked up thing. But I, people, you know, people have weird fucked up things when it comes to, like, <laughs> like famous criminals and killers. That's true. Like, if if, if yeah. this were a museum where, like, they had, you know, a bunch of wax figures of killers or whatever. And we're assuming that's kind of what this guy is. Although it'd be really funny if it was, like, he just was there because he committed, like, white-collar crime.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, we're judging based on looks here.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Good point. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, but the, the, like, it, there's no other, yeah, there's no other context. There's no other figures except the monster, so who knows? But, yeah, it's very weird for him to have a figure of a criminal <laughs> that is just recently escaped from prison.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I Googled it. Um, so, I wanted to know, are there, like wax figures of criminals and there are serial uh, killers
2: 100 percent. yeah
1: god what a weird world we live in um, yeah like
0: john wayne gacy or ted bundy yeah uh yep
2: yeah basically
0: i'm sure any serial killer that they've made like a movie about of, yeah yeah probably yeah Very strange.
2: I, I imagine all of the like front page headline serial killers of the 70s probably have wax figures
1: i wonder when those figures were made because my assumption would be long after they did their killing no
2: oh i don't know oh i I thought you were
1: making a noise like "Mm, not sure
2: i i I, yeah yeah i'm I'm not sure i wouldn't be surprised if they weren't but you know again you are our wax uh figure expert so yes 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 a title (laughs) i take very seriously (laughs) (laughs) so i can only assume that they would be they would be made (laughs) long after i don't know i guess i don't know uh i don't know when the weird sort of like collective obsession with with certain, in very large quotes, hot serial killers uh, sort of began.
0: I feel like that's been a thing that's like ebbed and flowed for a long time. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think that's a recent thing. I think that there's been waves of it that's happened for
1: decades. (sighs) We just had the internet now. Yeah, yeah.
2: So what you're saying is that in the world of Spider-Man 67, on Earth 6799, (laughs) there's like a Red Dog Melvin... Horny fandom. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hmm hmm <laughs> hmm I
0: guess I could see it, but,
1: you know. People are into that gruff stuff. Yeah.
2: yeah. Scars yeah. are sexy.
0: <laughs> this episode is is just, uh, I, I do think, like, the few times that there are, like, horror moments in this episode, I like it. Like, I'm just thinking, I actually really do unironically really like the moment of parafino melting because there's they they cut the music you just it's just silence except for the ringing of the alarm coming from how hot it is and then this guy just like is melting and pleading (laughs) to not melt and you don't know that he's not like that there's another parafino so in that Mm -hmm. moment it's just like are we just watching this dude fucking die and Mm -hmm. plead for his life as he literally melts right now and I thought that that was, like, surprisingly well done for this show.
2: Is the wax sculpture sentient, and did it feel the pain of melting?
0: Oh, Right, Doug. that's the question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, maybe these are the best segments of this episode, actually. <laughs> maybe I didn't subject you to anything other than brilliance.
1: Yeah, lots of commentary here, right? Uh, should we should we create things? Uh That, you know, have their own will? I don't know. I thought you were just going to end it, should Should we create things? things? That's it. No. (laughs) Make nothing. (laughs) Stop
2: making things, everybody.
1: Yep, full stop.
0: (laughs) Also think it's hilarious that... Spidey's just having wax thrown at him. Easiest thing to avoid. He gets hit like immediately, <laughs> gets stuck on this pedestal immediately. But you know who avoids the wax getting thrown at him at one point is Betty. Betty does get hit by the wax when she's not expecting it. But the second time she escapes, he's throwing wax and she shuts the door right before it hits her. Betty can avoid the wax more than Spider-Man can like, quantifiably in this show.
1: Yeah, Betty freaking knew That Parafina was waxed because when he first walked through the door, when she came to check up on Peter, (gasps) she was like, oh, Oh! I thought you looked, you were a display. Like, you looked like a display. Foreshadowing.
2: My Mm -hmm. God, you just blew my mind. (laughs) I didn't connect that at all. That's actually brilliant. Betty
1: is underpaid in so many ways. Oh,
2: for sure. (laughs) Well, Derek, it makes sense, though, by the way, that Uh, Betty would be the one who can avoid everything and Spider-Man can't because, as you know, Betty has this thing called (laughs) Spider-Sense. And Spider-Man does not.
0: (laughs) Of course. Of course not. Yeah, of course.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, though, Katie, I cannot get over what you just said.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which then made it... In, like, retrospect and thinking about that, like, whole Betty calling it and then, uh, you know, the women talk too much joke. And then Betty avoiding, being able to avoid giant balls of wax being thrown at her. It's, like, so, it makes it extra weird that they did all those things at once. uh, Because Betty is extremely capable in situations. And then it just, like, totally diminishes her uh when it comes to actually having a voice uh just so weird
2: that is a thing that this show currently suffers from because they really only have one character on the show who's not a man mm. like so that one character is simultaneously like a capable woman a smart woman a damsel in distress and the butt of every like women be whatever in joke, mm-hmm. you know what i mean? So like that yeah, yeah. i never really kind of like thought about that. Like they it, which i guess is just the sort of uh age old like and the girl character mm-hmm. problem, but it it is weird with regards to Betty because yeah, she ends up being in one moment the damsel in distress and in the other moment basically the heroine of the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because i do think that like in some ways in their own like very, you know, minor way, i feel like they are kind of with her sometimes trying to go for, like, the Mary Tyler Moore, like, working girl kind of thing. I know Mary Tyler Moore, the show, wasn't a thing yet when this came out, but that was, like, on the horizon. I feel like that was, Mm -hmm. that was, like, the progressive stance to have, that, like, women can have jobs, too. Isn't that, isn't that cool? (laughs) Um, And, like, I feel like, but I feel like I get the sense that they are trying to do that kind of thing with her. Just the way that she interacts with Jameson and is, like constantly trying to push back against the men in her lives sometimes Mm -hmm. um in a way that like i think for the time was kind of progressive and trying to be empowering like in its own way at the time but yeah it's still at the end of the day a a superhero cartoon they have to have they have to do the the women's stereotypes Mm -hmm. and damsel in distress stuff somehow so like yeah she's just kind of saddled with everything um it's yeah it's 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 interesting
2: Imagine that. Not only is Peg Dixon carrying more weight than every other actor, so is Betty.
1: <laughs> Aww. Damn, and both were probably underpaid for sure.
2: Almost certainly, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Oh, did we
0: mention the uh, the the using the web like a corkscrew? in the ceiling
1: not only yet. barely yeah. that
2: that
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> just wow <laughs> well, yep that's all you can really say isn't it <laughs> yeah i didn't
2: really realize that's what he was doing i thought he was drilling a hole in the ceiling uh but then the fact that he basically created like like, like he used it to spin himself off the pedestal Uh (laughs) kind of it's just it's very strange uh but cool i love i love a good web web construct (laughs)
1: yeah sure yeah this was
2: a new one for me
1: i was gonna ask like because i in the episodes i've listened to where you cover this you've talked about you know he makes a shield or the shield is the only thing i can remember right now but he makes these like cool (laughs) things with web i was like have you seen some sort of screw or Corkscrew type thing before?
2: No. no, we've seen water skis, we've Ooh. seen shields, slingshots, baseball gloves,
0: Bo- swamp boats, <laughs>
2: swamp like boats, fan boats. <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen a sword yet. Have we
0: seen a sword? I feel like not we yet. Have. We, we will. You have seen it in gifts, but it, okay. we will get to that. That's eventually.
2: probably why it's in my head.
1: It was. <laughs> Uh, speaking of swords we can jump back to webs being turned into thing but it was kind of Mm. wild when the ball of wax got turned into a (gasps) knife yes yeah
2: see i this is why i think his power has got to be like animating wax although i guess magic wax would do the same thing because there's no other explanation other than he just controls that wax
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it's kind of cool
2: yeah, it's yeah. like a Sandman, but a Waxman.
0: <laughs> and Betty's, uh, Betty's, like, visceral scream. <laughs> yeah. <and that> dagger <gasps> oh, my is gosh. Uh.
2: Peg Dixon could scream at me all day, and all I would do <laughs> is just praise her and pay her more than the show did.
1: <laughs> uh. Speaking of screaming things, I don't think he screamed it, but Spider-Man shouted out while being web snappers. Has he said that before in episodes, or is this the first time it's shown up? This is the. He has said it before, like what, once before? He said maybe? it once
2: before, I think. Okay. Yeah. Right? I
1: was like, oh, it's the title. <laughs> yeah. He said the name of the show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually. You know what? We're recording this out of order. I think the one that we haven't recorded yet that's going to come out before this. I think he says that in that episode too, if I remember correctly. Um, Oops! Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I only I only remember that because I think the the clip that's in our theme song is from last week's episode, which we have not recorded gotcha. yet. So at this point, I think this will be like the third time that he said it. That we
2: haven't recorded yet, but that you all have listened to.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Podcast time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts on uh Paraffino and the Magic
0: Wax? The eighth Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have exactly four very quick notes that I can run through. Ooh. So if you have any other closing thoughts, you can you can do that and I'll just fin I can finish this out with these.
1: Okay. Uh I have a couple quick things. Um one was Peter's uh, civilian outfit reminded me of Arthur from, uh, like, the R oh from gosh. the Arthur oh, TV wow. show. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. I've been hating on it so much, but that kind of makes me appreciate it a
1: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I can't hate on it if Arthur wears it.
1: Yeah, well, you can clench your fist about it, but that's about <laughs> it. Of course, <laughs> and I will. <laughs> I also wanted to shout out... in There were a lot of echoes in the first segment and the segment to like previous things in other episodes, like the Vulcan ears on uh, Parafino (laughs) were another thing. Uh, The red hair being everywhere was like another thing. Uh, And it was also weird that Red Dog Melvin didn't have any red hair. Like the one character (laughs) where it's in his name doesn't have red hair
2: oh yeah endlessly fascinated by red dog melvin
1: yeah i want i want more i want red dog melvin to show up again
2: yeah where's the red dog melvin origin story (laughs) that the public is clamoring for (laughs) those are
1: those are all my thoughts my deep thoughts
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah my remaining thoughts uh i love that the wax sparkles that's how you know Uh. that it's wax is that there's constantly a sparkle Um that's what wax does? Mm-hmm. Of course. Guess.
2: He adds glitter, you know? That's a the pizzazz. magic.
1: Yeah. Glitter puss. Oh, it's full glitter circle. Pus. Oh my
2: gosh.
0: Um there's no hyphen on Spider-Man's name on the pedestal, so Paraffino mm-hmm. got that wrong.
2: Wow, paraffino fake Embarrassing, fan.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I I really do. Is like uh, sadistic as it is. I like the. I do like the uh, visual of Red Dog Melvin just like strangling Caravino's like ragdoll body. Yeah. At the end, it's like you deserve it, dude. Like I'll let. That's fine. I let. I'll let that act of violence happen for, for a couple of seconds.
1: I also really liked their faces when Spider-Man uh, tied them up together. The the expressions yeah. were just so big. Such big expressions.
2: We'll have to grab that. I can't believe we didn't grab that reaction of, of theirs because it was so good. We'll have to make sure we get that too. <laughs> yeah,
0: <we'll do> that. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. Betty's reaction to first of all, I do like the 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 joke of like asshole J. Jonah Jameson when he's like raining about Peter. Peter finally shows up and Betty's like, oh, there he is. And Jameson's like, I have eyes, Miss Brandt. <laughs> and then Betty's Betty's reaction to that is so on point. Like yeah. the most Possible correct reaction to J Jonah Jameson, like her just scowl, her like, and and in, in, in like her face is just in full profile. The way that her like fist is clenched like against her body, like it's like this man. <laughs> I just want to hit him.
2: Yep, I do feel like one thing I've always really appreciated about Betty, or or appreciated that they sort of wrote into Betty's character, even like very early on when she was just written as this, like, emotionally, like, fragile, like, constantly crying damsel, I they have always allowed her to be somebody who can talk back to Jameson and put him in his place, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't do it as much in the show, but even just this look where she's able to give him, like, a nasty look and we're <laughs> supposed to agree with her. Yeah. Uh, I've always appreciated that about Betty <laughs> and her character. And then the, the the thing I grabbed isn't really so much a face, so much as just a relatable moment <laughs> where Spider-Man, after Parafino melts, just says, then what was that? And I was like, I, I feel you. And I'm asking the same question, Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't understand anything that happened. But, yes. I also love that he's just gesturing to the ground, like, what? This? It's
0: great. It's, it's, great. it's a good I don't I've never seen it used as a meme but it would make a pretty pretty decent meme mm-hmm. I feel like in some right? situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, Katie, what do you, what do
2: you think of uh Spider-Man 1967 based on these two um
0: uh not th- the best episodes. <laughs> <of those> episodes.
1: <laughs> uh, it was it was really fun and I mean as I shared multiple times I've listened to you cover some of the 67 episodes and in it, you talk, and in a lot of actually Spider-Man cartoons, you talk about how fast-paced it is. But I still was mm-hmm. not prepared for how fast everything happened. <laughs> but it was a it was a wild ride, and it was uh, it was enjoyable. I like laughed, and when Parafino melted, I maybe even gasped out loud. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I was invested.
2: I definitely gasped when Parafino jumped off of the pedestal Mm. after Parafino melted. I was like, oh, (gasps) (laughs) no way. (laughs) And then I immediately questioned everything.
0: (laughs) You can't say these episodes are predictable. Yes. Oh, (laughs) no.
2: Yes. Which actually, you know, we did talk about or, you know, I pointed out like the show isn't great at tension. Um, A lot of the times I don't think either of these shows were necessarily tense. Uh, but they sure twisted it and turned a mm-hmm. whole lot. So. Like the corkscrew. Kept <laughs> me on my toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this delightful old cartoon yeah. <laughs> that we're having a blast sharing with our friends. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, if people wanted to find uh, you or, or things you were working on, where might they do
1: that? Yeah. So uh, I... Uh, pod with Doug uh, (gasps) on Novel Gaming Podcast where we talk about books and video games and uh, things in pop culture and on our minds. And we also do a little bit of gaming on YouTube together so you can watch some of our mostly Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley at this point videos. (laughs) Uh, So that's, that's where you can find me
2: nice check it out i heard it's pretty good
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know actually i'm gonna i'm gonna interject on your plug because in my book club the book that i chose for us to read i only know about because of your podcast um i I haven't listened it's uh the space between worlds oh Oh, yeah um, i haven't listened to your episode on it because i read the description and i was like i think i want to actually just read the book oh i'm so excited
1: for you to read it yeah
0: so we're going to read that for my book club this month. That's oh, my yay. pick. So, yeah, Ooh,
1: that's, <laughs> that's
0: awesome. so
1: cool. Thanks for sharing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Good episode description.
1: Uh, At <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: cool. Well, thank you again, Katie, um, and everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, if you would like to find more from derek and me the the first place i would direct you is our patreon at patreon.com slash walloping web snappers um which has pretty much everything we're working on together and then some um <laughs> starting at just a dollar a month you can get access to most of it which is pretty cool um and check out our discord there's a link in the show notes it's new and so we're we're trying to get people over there to 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 Embiggin our conversations. <laughs> um the word was just for you, Derek. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a very cromulent word. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna Google so hard.
2: <laughs> if you would like more from Derek or me, you can find us all over the internet, um, doing our own thing. Derek, where can people find you and the stuff you're working on?
0: Yeah, sure. You can find me on Twitter at Derek B. Gale. You can also find me on YouTube under my video essay series, Second Chance, which looks at bad or divisive media, but from a positive lens. What about you, Doug?
2: Well, in addition to listening to me on novel gaming that that wonderful podcast that Katie just talked (laughs) about. You can find me on another podcast here on the four Eyed radio network called victory road. It's a Pokemon podcast where I get together with my friends and talk about Pokemon just as I feel like it. Of course, if you'd like more from me and Derek talking about something else that isn't Spider-Man, you can check out our monthly podcast falling with style. It's an ongoing Pixar movie marathon where we watch every Pixar film chronologically. Our episode on cars Two. Is out now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: (laughs) Looking forward to that one.
2: Oh, yeah. I have a feeling a number of people are. (laughs) To find everything Derek and I are working on together, you can visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of all of our podcast episodes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at wallopingwebpod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. Of course, please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms. Those ratings and reviews make us more visible, and if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too. Next week, Peter fights off a cold and rhino (laughs) at the same time in Horn of the Rhino. See you then.
0: See ya. Nothing can stop the deadly rhino from stealing the army's greatest secret weapon, except the unexpected attack of Spider-Man. But suddenly a bad cold knocks me out, and Aunt May orders me to bed. However, I can't let anything stop me from going into action. I'll never forget that desperate moment when I finally face... The Horns of the Rhino.
2: Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive
1: blood. Can you swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, welcome fame. He's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big bang-up. Wherever there's a pain, up you'll find the Spider-Man. Am I supposed to say bye? Bye. <laughs>